welcome back. If you're watching live by YouTube uh, or you're watching me um, from IG Live, hello and welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, Bill5838. Uh, God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. Amen. Um, so today's message is, uh, is we're talking about how to torment demons, how to torment demons. Um, this is something that, uh, got it on the screen here for you. This is something that, um, is very, uh, not much talked about, you know, um, a lot of times we, we hear about, uh, demons tormenting people and terrorizing people. And uh, doing all sorts of things to to people, um, but we don't. We rarely hear about uh, people flipping the script, right? <coughs> Excuse me. Let me grab some coffee. We rarely we rarely hear about those who flip the script. So this is what I want to teach you: is how to flip the script. Amen. And this is uh, coming from someone who has learned how to flip the script and not to uh, give the enemy a place in my life. Amen. Jesus said, uh, the wicked one cometh, but he hath no place in me. So demons have no business um, having any territory or uh, space in your house. Amen. Uh, no, they, they have no business taking up any any form of residence in your in our house um, as believers in our temple which is the body our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost amen and so um, yeah so this is what we're going to be talking about today and uh, uh, just going to uh, jump into this uh, we're gonna pray and we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna jump into this so father, we give you thanks and praise today. I thank you for every soul that you've drawn here by your spirit. You said no man can come except the spirit of God draws them. So I thank you, Father, that these that are here are those who are meant to be here. These that will hear this word are those who are meant to hear this word. And these, Father God, that are able to see in the realm of the spirit and understand and perceive with the heart, they have been given the uh, the, the right and they have been given the grace to perceive. I thank you and I bless you today for your word of life, your word of truth, your word that is a sharp two-edged sword that pierces and divides asunder the soul from the spirit. I thank you and I give you praise today for victory over every demonic power and over the kingdom of darkness. In Jesus' name, to you be the glory and the blood of Jesus covers this uh, these airwaves today and it, co and it covers every ear, oh Father God, and every soul that will hear this message in Jesus name. We pray, we thank you and we give you glory. Amen. All right. So, um, talking about how to torment demons. Um, if you notice the theme here has changed a little bit. Um, it's, uh, it's called, uh, this is kingdom because, um, this is truly what it is. Uh, when the Lord gave me this podcast, he told me, uh, to, Define the difference between religion and kingdom. And, uh, you know, I have been uh, fine tuning along the way as I hear the Spirit of the Lord tell me to change this and move that and do this and do that. Um, and uh, I just want to give uh, like a little personal, um, uh, just a little personal, uh, I won't, uh, I guess it's a testimony, personal testimony of, um, my journey in this, my journey in this, um, <clears throat> I was, uh, I was saved back in 1997. I'm not talking about my salvation testimony. Um, uh, but the Lord pulled me from a life of, um, uh, street, you know, street life, gang, gang banging, uh, dope dealing, crack cocaine, uh, dealing. I never, never was on it, but I sold plenty. And, uh, I was, uh, I was known as um, a, a member of a drug ring that spanned three different states. I won't go into a lot of detail there, but I will say that I have no criminal record, no pr criminal charges against me uh, because um, each time they did, they detained me, they could not hold me on anything. So um, I have a clean record, <laughs> glory to God, and uh, that is by his grace. 
Um, but the Lord pulled, <coughs> pulled me out of the depths, out of the depths of some things. And so um, I have uh, not only been bound with, with, with demons, but I have also um, called myself the devil. <laughs> you know, I, I, I became uh, the threat when I lived in the streets. I became a threat uh, so that I could never be threatened, if you get my meaning. And so, um, you know, I wasn't someone who ran with mediocre people. I didn't run with, you know, uh, your average run of the mill uh, dope dealer. You know, uh, we were not selling marijuana. <laughs> um, I read I ran with the head. Of, the, you know, the head of the. Of the operation, <laughs> he was my he was my quote unquote man or he was my boyfriend. And uh, yeah, I was number one there. I never had a mind to follow uh, anyone. My mind was always to have my own and to lead. So, you know, when he realized that this was, you know, this was something that, you know, he also possessed, right, uh, as, a, as a leader himself in the ring and also um, as what they would call an OG because, you know, he uh, had been banging and, and, and serving, uh, drugs since he was nine years old, Watts, California, Los Angeles. Um, it, it, it wasn't a joke. Okay. It wasn't a joke. He taught me everything he knew. And, uh, when I became, uh, well informed or well, well rounded <laughs> in the, in the, in the knowledge of the game, then I began to execute my own operation. Um, and, uh, yeah, really no, nothing, uh, to go, to go back on there because all of that is, is done. It's over. Um, and you know, it's not my life. It hasn't been my life for the past, uh, about 27 years. And so, um, uh, I was, I was saved in 1997. Um, and, uh, upon my, um, encounter, my first encounter with the Holy Ghost, um, I was delivered of a lot of demons. Um, I still carried some things, some bitterness, um, and things, things of that nature in my heart, uh, for a few years. I ended up going through a divorce and, um, you know, several things happened. Um, I ended up in a relationship with a man I had no business in a relationship with, which was my apostle, the apostle of, of the church that I served under for 12 years. Uh, towards the end of that journey, the last three years, I was in a relationship with him. Okay. Um, this is something uh, that ended back in 2000, what, 2011, 2011, I think, because I left the next year, 2012, and I haven't looked back. Amen. And so since that time, you know, um, my journey has pretty much been with the Lord, uh, alone with the Lord, uh, unlearning things and relearning things and the spirit of God teaching me himself. Um, uh, a lot of the, you know, I did uh, become a part of a couple of other churches uh, for a very short time. However, well, not the last church, the last church, I became a minister there. Uh, and I was there for four years. And that's, uh, that is who released me into my own ministry. But the one prior to that, um, it was a short time, uh, less than a year. And, uh, um, I found myself in a situation, uh, uh, of, um, finding out that the, the, the pastor of that church was a predator. And that is why I left that church. Um, if you must know, however, um, Since, since, um, since leaving the original ministry that I was saved in, where I served for, you know, many, many years, um, I, um, everything I learned <coughs> from the Lord, uh, came strictly from his word and from the spirit of God. I was not taught by a man, you know, really from that point. Uh, everything that man taught me was kind of like um, confirmation 
of a lot of things that I already knew because the, the church that I was trained up in was an apostolic prophetic ministry. Uh, my uh, apostle there got off track and he started to um, go after the women in the church. Okay. Um, but this was after many years of, of strong apostolic teaching, prophetic uh, training and so on. And so, um, you know, understanding that man is flesh and uh, flesh, you know, when, when we begin to entertain the flesh, you know, we, we can see where that takes us. Amen. Um, however, um, no one is beyond repentance and no one is beyond deliverance and salvation. Let's make that clear. Uh, so, you know, after I, after going through my period of uh, uh, unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, all those emotions, all those different spirits. Um, I forgave him and I started to pray for him. Um, I'm not a bitter person. <laughs> uh, I love him dearly. I, I haven't communicated with him since that time, but I love him just like the Lord loves him. Amen. Um, so I, I'm saying that to say that you're not talking to someone who's been through, you know, stuff and, 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 and is still bitter. I'm not bitter about anything. I love people with the love of God. This is something that I have learned from the Lord. Um, I've learned how to forgive. I've learned how to love. I've learned how to embrace those that are un unembraceable um, by, by everyone else. Those who have, who are rejected because I myself have been rejected. Um, I, I, my, my testimony is out there on, on YouTube. If you, if you're interested in hearing all of that, but I've been down all those roads. I'm 47 years old now, and I just don't have time for foolishness. You know, I don't have time to waste my life, um, in the devil's kingdom, playing footsies with demons. I, I'm over that. I'm past that. I'm beyond that. Amen. And so this is something that, um, I want to, <coughs> I want to help others because, in my process of getting free, sorry about, I didn't mean to forget about you guys. Hello, we're still here. <laughs> um, in my process of getting free, I battled a lot of uh, uh, demons of uh, all sorts on my own. Um, whereas it was training ground for me. It was training ground for me. Um the demons that I, that I, you know, talk about on here when I, when I do things like confronting lust and porn. Okay. God delivered me from that. So now, you know, I can talk about that. I can preach about that. I can minister about that and I can help get other people delivered from that. Um, different things like, you know, unclean spirits, uh, pride, um, rebellion, uh, idolatry, all those different things, you know, that you you wouldn't think may be working in you as a believer or a quote unquote Christian. However, um, these things work in many quote unquote Christians or believers. Um, just because you have been, uh, you prayed the prayer of salvation and received Jesus in your heart and confess with your mouth doesn't mean that you don't have demons. And uh, it doesn't mean that you, that you can't be bound to anything. What determines that is your ability to resist the devil, your ability to crucify your flesh, your ability to um, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, getting wisdom and knowledge of the scriptures, of the ministry of Christ Jesus and uh, the operation of the kingdom of God. Amen. This is what arms you. And so um, without that, you know, without the Holy Ghost, for sure, you know, we would all be bound with demons. Right now. Um, I sense and perceive that the Lord is moving me. Um, since, you know, since I have learned how to stay free. It's one thing to get free and to get delivered and so on, but it's another thing to stay free, amen, to walk in that liberty and to experience what comes after the deliverance, what comes after the breakthroughs, what comes after that, right? Uh, and I also do understand 
that deliverance is not a one-time event. It's a process for many of us. Uh, we're still being delivered from things. I'm talking about learning how to go on to know the Lord, going on in the Lord to walk uh, in the kingdom, amen, to walk in dominion, which is what God initially and originally intended us to do, amen. And so um, this is about uh, the kingdom, you know, it doesn't stop at deliverance. Jesus' uh, ministry was not only about deliverance, it, even though it was full of deliverance. Um, it was full of signs, wonders, miracles, healing, and deliverance, which, which in his eyes is the same thing. He said, as many as received him to them gave he power to become <clears throat> the sons of God. And he says also that um, he, gave, he gave us power to cast out demons. Amen. So Jesus' ministry was a ministry of deliverance. It is a ministry of deliverance. But when Jesus began his ministry, he, he began preaching the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. Amen. So that is the main point and that's the main crux. The, you need to be delivered in order to walk in dominion. Amen. Which is the original intent for mankind. God's original plan, his original intent for, uh, for mankind was to have dominion, right? Was to rule, uh, to rule this earth, um, as an extension of his heavenly kingdom. Amen. And so, um, I know, you know, we're in a time where a lot of people are going through, uh, deliverance ministry, uh, deliverance, you know, everything, you know, uh, getting free, Right. When the sun sets free, is free indeed, and we need to be free. But the, but the focus, the focus after being delivered and after getting free, you know, whether whether you have to do it once, twice, three times, however many times you need to do your focus after that, or you should you should be being directed into kingdom knowledge, amen. And so this is what I came to bring to you today. But I didn't uh, I didn't come from a a church that just because this man uh, fell into sin or had, you know, had his his moments, <laughs> you know, um, whatever you want to call it, he was he's he was bound, and and I don't know if he's if he ever got free from that. I pray for him to repent all the time. Uh, I cover him and release the spirit of repentance because I still saw him as a quote unquote spiritual father according to what my understanding and knowledge of that was at the time. However, what the, 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 uh, the knowledge of what he carried, you know, uh, the, the weight of what he carried, it was not a, it was not mediocre. It was not ordinary. <laughs> it was not normal. It was something that was, um, uh, in comparison to today's average Christian church or teachings on anything, <laughs> you know, it was, uh, it was like getting a master's degree versus getting a high school diploma. You understand? It, it was, it was like being in university versus being in elementary school. Okay. So, um, not to boast about that. I can never boast about uh, about the knowledge that God gave to me. Um, however, you know, I learned as Jesus did. I learned obedience through this through the things I suffered, and which e with each level of suffering and each level uh, uh, of obedience, okay, there came a reward, and that reward was a greater wisdom, a greater knowledge, a greater understanding. Um, a greater insight to not only the works of God, you know, but the operation of God. The Bible talks about how, you know, the people saw his acts, but Moses knew his ways. The Lord has taught me and is continually teaching me his ways. And people will say, oh, that was exclusive to Moses. That was Old Testament. That was exclusive to Moses. No, that is the ministry of Jesus. Jesus wants us to know his ways. <laughs> he wants us to know his ways, right? 
And I can back that up with scripture after scripture. But today's message is talking about how to torment demons. Because this has been my, uh, my heart's passion <laughs> and my desire, amen, uh, since my own um, enlightenment as to how to stay free. Amen. How to stay free. Um, first thing, when it comes to <coughs> tormenting demons, a lot of people say, you know, oh, well, you know, just praise the Lord. Praise torments demons. They don't like it. It aggravates them. You know, it, 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 it aggravates them. Yes. Uh, even frightens them. If your if your praise is strong enough, if your if your praise is violent enough, might I add then, you know, yeah, it can, it can shake a demon or two. You know what I'm saying? It can, it can get you some victory in the fight. Amen. But what we have going on today is far beyond what, um, the types of demons that we were fighting back when we were being taught, you know, praise, you know, praise is a weapon against the enemy, you know, uh, Worship is a weapon against the enemy. These types of things, right? Demons today, they don't care <laughs> about about much of that. What they what they fear and what they uh, what actually uh, disturbs them and stops them in their tracks is the knowledge of the fact that your name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. If your name has been written in the Lamb's book of life, that's that that's what puts fear in them. You know, they, they they fear true sons of God. They fear true daughters of God. They fear your obedience to God. This is not about just opening your mouth and a shout of hallelujah, glory to God in the highest, and shaking the house with your praise, which I've done much of that. <laughs> I've done much of that in so much that my praise became such a sound in the house of God that other people would get break free and start manifesting because of my praise. Again, not boasting in myself, but if you want to praise, you get a praise like that. Amen. And my praise came from suffering and, and breaking free, breaking out, learning to break my own chains. Learning to break out of things myself, um, which which develops a breakthrough anointing on your life for someone else. Amen. It, it comes from a place of desperation and it comes from a place of uh, being sick and tired of being sick and tired. If you know what I mean, um, where you begin to elevate um, in the in the realm of the spirit. Uh, God take you, you take, you finally accept the invitation when God says, come up hither. I want to show you things that you know, not of you finally accept the invitation and you embrace the knowledge of the fact that well, the scripture says, rejoice, O ye heavens, but woe be to the inhabitants of the earth. You finally learn how to get up there with him and stay up there. In the high places where you belong. Amen. You finally learn the way and the path that the Bible speaks about in the book of Job that no fierce lion knoweth. You know, no, no fierce lion passes by that, that pathway. Amen. Where the enemy can't even find you. Okay. So this is what we're talking about here today is how to torment demons. The first thing we need to know about how to torment demons. Is, is is that you must be uh, delivered. You must be delivered. You must be, uh, you must have a clean temple. You must have a clean temple. You must learn to maintain a clean house, a clean temple, right? Um, every room and every level in your temple in your body, which is the temple of the Holy Ghost, every room and every level. And the reason I say rooms and levels is because I found out um, through one of my my brothers that I respect in the uh, in the ministry or in the kingdom. 
that there are rooms and there are levels um, in the temple of God. And the Bible says that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost, right? So that means that there are there are rooms, there are compartments, or, and there are also levels um, to this thing. Um, so this is something that um, is our responsibility where we have to, and, and, and I'll give you the scripture on that if you want it, Ezekiel 41. Um, when Ezekiel uh, was led by the Lord to the temple, Ezekiel 41 verse one talks about how after he brought me to the temple, he measured the post, um, on each side and the breadth of the tabernacle and the door and, and all of that. And then he talks about how, um, he went and dug into a wall, um, and when he found a door there, uh, there was a hole in the wall. The Lord told him to dig into the hole and he found a door. So there are chambers, there are secret compartments. He said the thickness of the wall, which was for the side chamber was five cubits. So it's talking about chambers within chambers, right? Um, and, and here we understand that we're talking about spiritual chambers, spiritual chambers, there are rooms, there are chambers, and there are also levels. Amen. First Kings chapter six will also uh, talk about that if you want to look into that further. Um, but, uh, you know, understanding how to, <coughs> how to um, get yourself, understanding the need that you need to get yourself delivered from whatever is plaguing you, whatever unclean spirit whatever uh, spirit that is seeking to steal, kill, and destroy your life. Um, anything that is a threat to the kingdom of God, anything that is that is contrary to the Holy Spirit, anything that uh, prevents um, the spirit of God from uh, ruling and reigning in your life fully, right? The need that, the, uh, the understanding that we need to get free from those things and we can't play with it because we don't have time to play with it. Time is running out. <laughs> you know, time is running out. Your clock is ticking. The sand is falling through the little, the little, uh, the little, the little thing. What is that thing called where the, the sand is falling through? Our, you know, life is but a vapor. Um, so our time here in this life, not talking about the life after, but our time in this life upon which we are judged um, before the Father. That time is running out. And the Lord is saying, stop wasting your time. Stop wasting your life. Stop wasting your days because your time is precious. So that in enough should, should, should let us know that we don't have time to play with demons. The Bible says that we must work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Just because you go and confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you know, uh, that Jesus died for your sins, so on and so forth. And, um, you quote unquote, get saved. We have to understand that salvation is a process. <laughs> it's a process. It's not once saved, always saved. That's false. The Bible says that we must work out that salvation. So after you, um, after you receive salvation, now you have to work it out. Salvation is a gift. And when you receive, when you receive the gift of salvation, you have to work it out. You have to work it out. Uh, for example, someone gives you a gift, a, um, I don't know, a lawnmower, right? A lawnmower. You receive this lawnmower and it's, you know, it's in a box, let's say, you know, it's in pieces. Well, you have to work out the thing. You have to put it together. You have to assemble it and then you have to understand how it works, right? And then you have to master it. 
right? Um, <laughs> so same thing. <clears throat> Salvation is a gift. And it's something that we must that that must be worked out. Um, and, and during the process of working out our salvation, we have a responsibility to clean out our temple, to clean out our house, to make sure that um, we're not renting out rooms and chambers to the enemy. Right. Whatever spirits you had um, when you came, when you received the gift of salvation. You know, it's a response. It's our responsibility to find out what those spirits are and to rid ourselves of them. Amen. So we can be full of the Holy Ghost, which is also a gift. Um, many people uh, want to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, but because they don't have the mind to um, be clean and to stay clean then that's why they haven't received him yet. <laughs> they keep running back to their own vomit and, you know, and wondering why have I not received the gift of the Holy Ghost, although I've been praying for it, etc. And then a lot of people also have it, but they don't know they have it. They don't know they have him rather, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, it's possible, you know, um, to have the Holy Spirit living in you and not realize that he's there because you have never made the decision to obey him. You see, people receive salvation. It's a free gift. But after receiving salvation, <coughs> you have to make some decisions. <laughs> the Bible talks about the valley of decisions. You have to make some decisions. Whether or not you want to go, you want to um, know God. You know, whether or not you want to know everything there is to know about him, um, you know, work on your relationship with him, work on getting closer to him, whether or not, you know, you want to obey him, whether or not you want to put your focus on obeying him, surrendering your life fully to him. Amen. Whether or not you want to learn of him. Right. And so, you know, this is. This is something that religion has taught us, you know, once saved, always saved. And they think that salvation is going to an altar and, you know, believe in my heart and confess with my mouth and somebody lay hands on me and, you know, and pray over me. And, and that's it. I'm saved. Now I go and live like the devil, you know, every other day of the week. And all I have to do is come back for an hour on Sundays and, and give a tithe and sit there and listen and get up and go do what I want to do. That's not salvation. That's not salvation. <laughs> that's called playing with demons and you're playing yourself. That's what that's called. Playing yourself. The Bible says that if we're hearers of the word and not doers of the word, then we're deceiving ourselves. And that's what that's called. Self-deception. So first thing is clean out your temple. Clean out your house. Make the necessary decisions that need to be made so that your house can stay clean. Amen. So your temple can stay clean. Glory to God. The second thing we need to do is arm ourselves with the knowledge of God's will. Educate ourselves about the knowledge of God's will. Become filled with the knowledge of his will. Not our will, but his will. His will is his word. You know, the Bible talks about how we ought to study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed. You know, this thing is, is, is about getting um, a kingdom education, <laughs> you know, a kingdom education, um, educating ourselves in the knowledge of the word of God. Amen. Understanding that, you know, no lawyer can go. Um, and, and uh, into a court of law and win any kind of case if they have not educated themselves, right? Um, you can't pass the bar exam unless you educate yourself, right? Which means you have to pay attention in class. You have to listen. You have to research. You have to learn. You have to read. Black people don't like to read, mo most of us, uh, you know, huh? 
and, and it's very, it's a very sad reality, but it's true. Many black people don't like to read. And <clears throat> I don't know about other races because I'm not those other races, but I know my people. <laughs> a lot of us don't like to read and we need to fall in love with the book. Amen. Um, because the book is him. How can we say we, <laughs> we love him if we don't love his word? How can we say that we love him if we don't love his people? How can we say that we love him and we don't obey him? How will we know what to obey unless we know the commandments or we know what is written in his word? Amen. So, you know, this is something that we must, um, we must do. You know, we, this is about striving for masteries, striving for mastery. Striving for masteries, right? When you're striving for masteries, then you understand that you need to educate yourself. When you're striving for masteries, you understand the need for temperance, self-control, discipline. You understand the need um, for the fruit of the spirit, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, this is something that, uh, that we must do. I'm going to pull that scripture for us real quick. Striving for masteries because we need to look at that. There's something in there. The Lord wants to show you here. One second. Okay. It is 2 Timothy 2 and 5. It says, and if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully. How can we strive lawfully without knowing the law? This book of the law. Joshua 1 and 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you must observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then you will have um, good success, right? So this is what the scripture is saying. If a man also strives for masteries, he is not crown except he strive lawfully according to the law amen according to the law and it says no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier so you know if people say you know well we're not soldiers we're not you know i beg to differ because the scripture says otherwise we are soldiers in this thing um, we are sons in this thing and we are servants to our father. Amen. So uh, we are in a war, whether we know we're in a war or not. And if you know you're in a war and you don't, and you choose not to war, then that makes you a fool because now you have a death wish. <laughs> you are committing spiritual suicide and you don't even know it. No man that wore it. If you're in a war, you understand the need, <clears throat> the need to go to war, the need to fight. No man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this life. Anyone who is not entangled with the affairs of this life, I want to tell you that the enemy is frightened of you <laughs> because his trick didn't work on you. His deception couldn't work on you because you understand the difference between kingdom and religion. Amen. Don't entangle yourself with the affairs of this life. See them, you know, handle them according to the word of God, the word of God being a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway. The thing there with, uh, uh, that you walk by, right? We walk by faith in the what? In the word of God. We walk by faith and not by sight. Yeah, you see it, but you're not walking by it. Yeah, you see these issues, you see these problems, you see these demons, you see this, that, and the other, but you're not walking according to that. You're walking according to the word of God. Amen. And that is your faith. That is your faith. So this is something that we have to <laughs> work out. Um, we have to war. Amen. We have to overcome, um, and we have to uh, we have to we have to get the knowledge of in order to do so. We have to get the knowledge of it in order to do so. 
I spoke last week about becoming a source of life that other people may be able to drink from your well. Uh, those wells are called wells of salvation, according to scripture, um, that we ought to be able to, <coughs> to draw from the wells of our own salvation. And also we ought to be able to bear out water, um, unto others. Amen. From the wells of our salvation. And so, um, I want to tell you too, that, you know, we have to learn how to drink from our own well. <laughs> so we won't always be looking to someone else's. Catch that revelation. Many people are wasting away in churches because they haven't realized how to draw from the wells of their own salvation. And many of them have no water in the wells. They are wells without water. They are broken cisterns who cannot hold water. Because they have not made the necessary decisions to live according to the word of God or educate themselves concerning who he is and what his kingdom is about. So, you know, therefore, they're just sitting there wasting away. They're wasting away in the pews. They're wasting away. And, and, and you know what, what happens to uh, still waters? Still waters become polluted. So whatever water you have in you, right, if you're not drawing out of the well, if you're not bearing to someone else, if you're not stirring up the waters, if you're not, if the waters are not flowing, they're not moving, they're blocked, something is blocking the flow. The water that sits still, that there's no movement, it becomes polluted. It becomes polluted. What am I saying? Demons are drawn to things that are dead, that are not moving anymore. Vultures are drawn to dead things. Anything that's not moving must be dead. It must be dead. What did Elijah say? You know, to the prophets of Baal, you know, they cried, they, they, they cut themselves. They did, <coughs> they did all those things trying to get their God to respond, but he wasn't moving. Was he, <laughs> he, he wasn't responding. Was he? And, and Elijah said, Oh, perhaps he's on vacation. You know, perhaps, perhaps where, what, what, what's going on there? No movement because dumb idols don't move. <laughs> neither do they speak. Neither do they hear. Amen. And when we worship dumb idols, there, you know, we become like those idols, according to the Bible. That's why you're not moving. That's why you're not going anywhere. That's why your, your rivers are not flowing. Your, your well is not, is not being stirred up. That's why your waters are sitting still. They're stagnant. They are polluted. God says, clean out the well, clean out your house, clean out your temple, get delivered and learn how to stay delivered and then get the knowledge of my will. He says, I desire for each one of you to be filled with the knowledge of my will. David said, teach me your ways, O Lord, and unite my heart to fear your name. You know, a lot of us don't fear the Lord enough to even know his ways. What is that? But we call ourselves Christians. We call ourselves believers. Some of us even have the audacity to call ourselves the sons of God. Are you, are you joking? Is that a joke? Is that a joke? What, what is that? What is that? So, so he's, he's saying, number one, we have to get ourselves clean, get ourselves delivered, learn how to stay clean, keep the doors to the enemy shut and learn how to resist him by submitting yourself unto God, being obedient unto your father. Then when you resist the devil, he will flee and not before then, not before then. Amen. And then, you know, um, we have to, you know, in doing so, we have to stay away from things that open the doors to demonic spirits. We know what those things are. We're not new to this. You know, <laughs> let's just go ahead and be real. We know what those things are, you know that uh, are temptations for us 
in life. You know what I'm saying? We know those things that we're drawn to that always lead us away from God instead of closer to God. That leads us to that place of the cycle, you know, where you're stuck and, 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 you know, you don't want to repent. You're, you, you know, you're hesitating to repent. You're slowful about repenting because you feel the guilt and the shame and the, you know, the devil is accusing you and condemning you and all this kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So we have to come out of those cycles by shutting the doors. Stop eating things that have been sacrificed unto idols. Stop eating things that have been sacrificed unto, <coughs> unto idols. Stop eating dead things. That's, that's, that's not your, for you. Your meat is the king's meat. Why are you eating like a peasant? <laughs> Catch that. Why are we eating like peasants? Why are we eating like eating the crumbs that fall from the master's table when we're supposed to be sitting at the master's table? Jesus said, I am not come but for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Afterwards, that, sal that the salvation was extended unto the Gentiles. But for those who are Jews inwardly, chosen, chosen, the chosen, not only the called, but the chosen people of God. He says, crumbs are not your portion. You should not be eating like peasants when you're royalty. Yeah. So healing is the children's bread. It belongs to you. Deliverance is the children's bread. It belongs to you. You know, so, so, so why are we not eating those things? Yeah. Um, so we know the things that tempt us and the things that, you know, that call our name and, you know, we, we have to stay away from those things and we have to get enough, uh, gumption and enough gall within ourselves to tell the devil, no, flat out, no, flat out, no. You know, when those spirits come up on you at night, you not just call on the name of Jesus, tell the devil, no. In fact, tell him, hell no. Yes, I said it. <laughs> and tell him where he can go, where he can go. You know? A lot of us was like this in the streets. What happened? We was like this before we came in the world. What happened? We're like this when we get around other people. You know what I'm saying? We want to show how big and bad we are. We want to show how tough we are. Why don't you do that in the, in the spirit? Why don't you do that with, you know, with your real enemy? Because out here you ain't got no enemies. You know, flesh and blood is not your enemy. The devil is. So let's get that together. So what, so what he's saying is that, you know, when you, when you, when you learn how to stay free and stay delivered and you're educating yourself, filling yourself with the knowledge of his will, then there's nothing left to do, but to work. <laughs> you know, we have to, we have to get the knowledge of who God is. We have to get the knowledge of the kingdom and how it operates, how it functions. We have to get the knowledge of our place, our identity, our kingdom identity. And in, in that identity is your purpose and all of that. But we can't be out here seeking to know what our purpose is if we don't even know our identity. Or we won't even reconcile ourselves with our identity. We won't even, you know, uh, come to terms with the fact of who we actually are. Many of us don't even seek out to know, you know, who we are. So, you know, this is something that, um, is necessary because when you know, when you understand who God is, then you understand where you came from. You, you begin to understand who you are and you begin to understand why you are. Amen. And then, you know, from that point, once you understand why you are here, you know, what God uh, put you here for, what is your assignment, you know, what is your assignment? Then there's nothing left to do but to work. Nothing left to do but to work. I will work the works of him that sent me. That's what Jesus said. I, I work 
the works of him that sent me. And then he turned around and said, whatever I see my father doing, that's what I do. My father worketh hitherto I work. And I want to tell you that God <laughs> himself, he's done working. There's a such thing as called retirement. <laughs> and you pass that thing on to your kids. Yeah. The only thing that's working is the word of God. God set things in motion by his word and his word is working. And the Holy Spirit is working in us. He's working in us to will and to do God's good pleasure. Do we understand that? So, so, you know, again, there it is again, the word. We can't, we can't escape it. We can't get away from it. We need to learn it. We need to read it. We need to understand it. We need to get full of it, you know, which is something that a lot of these churches are not teaching people. You know, they give you two or three scriptures on Sunday morning and they send you on your way. But they never enforce the fact, <coughs> enforce the fact that you need to go home and read the Bible for yourselves. You need to, you know, get caught up in this thing for yourself. You need to become a source of knowledge and wisdom yourself. Amen. Um, they won't focus on that because, you know, that would defeat the purpose of you coming there every Sunday and paying your tithes. That's why they have so many people sitting on the sidelines, sitting on the pews, wasting away, you know, full of pollution, stagnant, mediocre, lukewarm, you know, and useless, really useless because you sit you go there, you sit down, um, and you praise, you know, so come on, everybody, let's praise God, bring your sacrifice, bring your offering. Praise the Lord, worship him, blah, 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 and all of that stuff. What what are we doing when we leave out of there? Because after you done done all that, you think you done done your job and you go home and eat your fried chicken and green beans or macaroni and cheese, cornbread, whatever, you know, and you think you're done for the week. <laughs> no one is enforcing this thing. This is a king. This is a kingdom thing. This is kingdom. And in the kingdom, we have work to do. Amen. You see how many people are full of demons out here? See how many people are possessed with demons out here? You see how many people are being tormented by demons out here? You see how many people are being uh, molested, raped, murdered? You see how many people are dying out here? This is demonic activity. We're in a war zone, a spiritual war zone. We have work to do. We have work to do. Amen. We have work to do. We, 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 we can't be caught up conforming ourselves to the world. When Jesus clearly said, you know, that we're in the world, but we're not of the world, first of all. Then he said, don't be conformed to the world, second of all. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Again, the word. Getting the word. Getting the word. So, you know, want to know how to torment demons? Get yourself delivered. Get yourself free. You know, focus on your deliverance. Focus on your deliverance. Focus on getting filled with the knowledge of his will. Understanding who he is. Understanding what his kingdom is about. Understanding where you come from. Your, your identity. Your kingdom identity. And your kingdom assignment in the earth. And then get to work get to work. It's not just a praise on a Sunday morning that's going to torment demons. It's your obedience. It's not just a praise on a Sunday morning or a prayer, you know, on a Sunday morning that's going to torment demons. It is your resistance. It's not just, you know, your, your acts. It is your ways. 
Amen. We must learn the ways of our father. That's what torments demons. When you are a direct reflection of Christ, that's what torments demons. When you look a little too much like him, when you look, when your ministry looks a little too much like the ministry of Jesus, that's what torments demons. Amen. This is what we're talking about today. This is what we're talking about. So I think I gave you enough today. I'm going to get you out of here. And uh, yeah, this is something we want to keep in mind is that this is kingdom. And we have a, a, a mission and an assignment and a job to do, uh, which is to when you have been converted, you know, help your brother, help your sister. You see what I'm saying? Because there's plenty of them out there that are still bound. Plenty of them out there that need you. They need your word. They need your, your ministry. They need deliverance. Jesus came preaching the kingdom. And his ministry was about kingdom and it was about deliverance. Amen. So, you know, this, this is where we are. So we're going to be talking more about this. You're going to see a few changes that I've made here because, um, you know, this is something that won't, it won't leave me alone. And it's something that, uh, I believe the Lord is pushing me toward is this, you know, he said, I want you to preach kingdom and deliverance. That's, that's what I want you to minister. And, and that's what I'm going to be doing. Amen. So anyway, I love you guys. <clears throat> Become a threat to the enemy. Stop letting him threaten you all the time. Become a torment to the enemy. Stop letting him torment and terrorize you all the time. Flip the script. Flip the script. Everybody, anyone seen that movie Enough with Jennifer Lopez? Y'all seen that movie enough, uh, you know, where her own husband, <laughs> many of us, you know, a little too close to, to the devil, her own husband, um, became her enemy, enemy, right? Um, he became a threat to her. Uh, he tormented her because she found out he was cheating and, you know, he punished her for finding out <laughs> and for exposing him which is what the devil like what the devil does right he doesn't like to be exposed and <clears throat> she um you know she got tired of him tormenting her you know putting fear in her you have nothing to fear you have nothing to fear the devil is it, 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 the devil ain't as big and bad as he as he poses himself to be. You know, giants do fall. Ask Goliath. Giants do fall. They fall. You you see what's happening with Marilyn Manson in the news right now. You know, and I have been praying and praying for him and stuff like that. God, God, God is, God has him trapped for sure. This time he's trapped. Giants do fall. These so-called demigods out here, <laughs> they fall. The stars we, we, we look up to, we think they're stars. That's not a star. They're, they're not the, they're not the true stars. <laughs> I want to tell you that in case you didn't know newsflash, they're not stars. You know, but they're what's called demigods in, in the kingdom of darkness. They fall. They, they fall. And God has the power to pick them up if they want to be picked up. You know, God has the power to deliver and redeem them if they want to be. God has the power to, to even use them. In a mighty way to turn this whole thing around. If they want to be delivered. And if they want to be used. But. One way or the other. They're going to fall. Every knee is going to bow. And every tongue is going to confess. To the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. So. 
nothing to fear. She got tired. She got sick of being scared, you know? And she said, enough is enough. I've had enough. And then she learned how to fight herself. She learned how to fight back. And I mean, she whooped <laughs> that joker in that movie. This is what God is saying. Let this, let this be an example unto us of what we must do to Satan's kingdom. Because he has a whole game plan. He has a whole game plan. I was watching uh, Isaiah Saldivar the other day. He, he had uh, Bob Larson on his, on his podcast show. And uh, Bob Larson, I remember he did a, um, an interview um, with, um, what's her name? Zena. Uh, Zena. She's from uh, uh, Anton LaVey's daughter. Anton LaVey being uh, the man who started um, the Temple of Satan, right? The Luciferian Church, uh, the Church of Satan um, back in the 60s. And he had a daughter and his daughter's name is Zena. She um, and a partner or, you know, uh, a man who was like serving him, um, they became the leaders of this church. And in that interview, uh, they were being interviewed by Bob Larson, who was an exorcist, right? And, um, he was asking them questions about, you know, what were their intentions and, and things of that nature. They were free. They were very clear about their intentions, you know, and how they were going to transform the culture and how they were going to, you know, change the world with this doctrine, right? And how they weren't afraid of Christians. They said Christians are not a threat to us at all. Sure, they can stay. <laughs> They're not a threat to us. And they started talking about some of the things that Christians do, which makes us not a threat. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I want to be a threat. I, I, I'm tired of being laughed at. The church has been laughed at for too long by the, by the enemy. And every one of their plans has come to pass. Now we see, you know, the network that they talked about. Now we see it everywhere. We see it everywhere. Go back and watch that interview with Bob Larson and uh, the daughter of Anton LaVey and Michael somebody who's you know, the wolf, wolf something, Wolf Lodge or whatever. You know, this thing is real, but we got to stop playing because we, we don't act like it's real. And God is saying, you know, <laughs> this is why I'm spewing a lot of people out of my mouth right now because they're lukewarm. They're not a threat. To, to the enemy's kingdom. The enemy is threatened by fire. He's threatened and tormented by fire. Why don't you remind him of his destination? His final destination is the lake of fire, the bottomless pit. Why don't you remind him? Why don't you send him there sometimes instead of entertaining him? Instead of being scared of him. When he's really scared of you. <laughs> he's really scared of you. Anyway, that's all I have to give to you today. I have to go now. And uh, I love you guys. And I will see you tomorrow. Another episode of How to Slay in Prayer. <clears throat> I'll be live on um, Clubhouse. And I'll be live on YouTube. and. Um, we're going to try to, um, you know, get some work done in the spirit. We're going to be praying tomorrow. Amen. Uh, spiritual warfare, spiritual uh, archery and warfare. Amen. So I'll see you there tomorrow, 1 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. And uh, I love you guys and I will catch you soon. All right. Take care.